rubbed from him, pisses all over him. So yeah. it's just messy. We all know what Messi can do. A lot of flair, a lot of skill. People might forget the names, but the street certainly won't. Hello and welcome back to another FTLOL podcast episode. We're up to day 11 of Podmas, which means we are up to the letter K on our alphabet series. Joining me today to talk through the Ks is Junior. From we'll talk about that later podcast, but we're not going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it right now. How you doing, <laughs> Junior? You good? I'm all right. Thank you so much for allowing me to join on Podmas. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, it's a big holiday. Uh, it's it's a new one, but it's going to be celebrated around the world, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. I think all the podcasts come together on Podmas. Good stuff. Yeah, the case. How, how did you find uh, ranking ranking these and and coming up with the players? Um, I think it's always uh, fun, kind of going back and reminiscing on certain players and stuff that you almost forget that you can uh, kind of reminisce on players that are playing today. So it was kind of fun to kind of mesh the old with the the current, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So we'll, cr- we'll crack into it then. So cool. At number five. Who have you got at number five? So I've got a player who's basically he's won it all wherever he's been. A midfielder who's got like every type of pass in the locker. I've gone for Tony Cruz. Um, I'm such a I'm a I'm a massive fan of of his. Um, and I think like not only for Real Madrid or Bayern Munich, but for Germany, um, mm. he's just been a wonderful player. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of of Tony Cruz as well. I mean, I, I know there's sometimes like Schweinsteiger Cruz debates mm. um, that go on, but I, I think Cruz just just kills him really. I mean, he can kind of play deep box to box and you know attacking in in certain systems as well. So he's very he's very versatile in that midfield. And yeah, I mean, I've I've been to a couple of Arsenal Bayern Munich games at the Emirates where he has absolutely destroyed us and mm. and scored. I think he scored in both those games from outside the box. Definitely absolute won, pain. Yeah, yeah. But baller, top passer, one of the best passers ever, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can just run out the superlatives. But interesting, uh, the Schweinsteiger thing. I just think that Tony Cruz, even from like a young age, I think he was just. The, like the way he broke into that Bayern Munich team and and kind of thing. I think Schweinsteiger. It took a a while. I don't know, um, but I think Tony Cruz has just been brilliant for absolute ages. So yeah, both ballers. Though. Yeah, yeah, and still doing it today, isn't he? In that, Absolutely, yeah. In that Madrid side. Yeah. Um, Who have you got? So Cruz just missed out on my five, but that's probably because I've done it all time, whereas yours are probably all from the last. What thirty ish years? Yeah, to say yeah. or forty years maybe. But my number five is a player that played at Real Madrid before Cruz, uh, Kaka. Mm. Last Ballon d'Or winner. I think you've got you've got Kaka in in your list as well, haven't you? Somewhere. Yeah, I do. Um, 
I, I won't I won't spoil where I've got him um, in in the list, but yeah, I've got him. The suspense, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> one of the best ball carriers going for me. Um, he just had that. He was quite tall, but yeah, you just couldn't get it off him. Mm. And yeah, last, last Ballon d'Or winner before Ronaldo Messi, wasn't it as well? Yeah, really deceptively really quick, incredible finisher. Um, I think when we look back, I think he's quite underrated a little bit. Um, when mm. you talk about like number tens and what you're able to do in that role, I think Kaka was unbelievable at his peak. Um, but yeah, I, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him in Madrid, uh, injuries and Mourinho. But yeah, I just think he's an absolute incredible player. Yeah, he did. He did win a World Cup as well. People forget that because he was a bit of a different player, quite a young youngster back in in two thousand and two. But he's got that to his name as well. A couple of Champions Leagues. Just yep. yeah, he's he's won the lot as well and. Yeah, I like, I like him. One one of the best tens, definitely, that we've had in our lifetime. Mm, it's such a joy to watch. Like, that Man United, I think it was the semi-final or quarter-final, where he just ripped them apart at Old Trafford. I'll never yeah, forget that. Yeah, it was one of the goals. He, like, headed it. He looped it over and headed it down or something like that. And then... The, yeah, like, the again, um, the I just remember Heinz and Everett crashing into each other. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. And just to make, like, Everett... And that United defence just mm. fall apart. That that shows how good he was at his peak. He was incredible. Which is why I've got him considerably higher, let's say. Still successful, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. So, who have you got at number four? I've got... Um, considering I'm an Arsenal fan, I've got Harry Kane at number four. Um, I know he's, he's 28. He hasn't won anything. But if you think about his impact on a team like Spurs at the time when he was breaking through, consider that he is most likely going to overtake Alan Shearer's all-time Premier League goals record. And I guess he's just unfortunate for coming up in the Spurs team because uh, for whatever reason, they've come close but not won anything. Um, and even with England, like, you know, making it to the semi-final of a World Cup, uh, final mm. of the Euros, it just quite hasn't happened for him. Um, and um, that could be for many reasons, but just his impact, his the, the types of goals he can score. And then even last season, when we're seeing the range of passes he has, where he's top goal scorer and top assist, um, he's unfortunately... An unbelievable player. Yeah, I think he was robbed last year of player of the season. No, mm. I don't know how. Because Diaz got one and, and De Bruyne somehow got another, despite missing off the season. But I think Kane was far and away the best player last season. Just like, yeah, how important he was. And without him, Tottenham would be so far down the table. It's, Absolutely. It's and even, even like their... You know, the seasons where they're where they've been above us and they've been challenging for top four and they've been in the top four. Even how important has he been? You know, thirty goals a season. You know, that's the kind of thing that like um, 
like that you look for in a striker that is kind of rare. Like you get strikers who score twenty five goals, but Kane is consistently thirty goals. Obviously not this season, but um, yeah, he's just out, an outrageous striker. Can score all types of goals as well. Like good, good with his head as well, which a lot of these mm. kind of playmaker type strikers can't really do that. The penalty box stuff so much, but yeah, re- really good. And he's he has done it for England as well. Like compared to like Rooney, even and Owen and, mm. and people like that. Like he's got more World Cup goals than pretty much any England striker ever, other than Lineker, and he's got up there for one of the most Euros goals as well now and he uh, correct me if I'm wrong but um, he's now equaled Rooney's England goals record yeah and com- competitive competitive goals he's like well clear of of them all now mm. yeah yeah so yeah I mean it must have hurt to put him there number four yeah. but I think he is we're gonna see for for the next few years as well. Like he he's gonna be creating some history. Just hopefully not at Tottenham. Yeah, I I mean to be honest, I think he should have moved uh, a couple of seasons ago, maybe after that Champions League final. Yeah. Um, but he signed his new contract, didn't he? So it's kind of like a sticky one when it comes to that. Um, but you can't. He undoubtedly the talent that he has like there's no dispute I think when we look back it's hard to judge a player now like I think a lot of people have um they're quite reactive so like now they're looking at Kane's season and they're like oh this guy you know blah 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 oh yeah like prisoner of the moment kind of yeah, thing. yeah that's the thing that's the that's what I was um gonna say but when you look back when people actually look back at the some of the stuff that he was able to do um and just carry Tottenham I think it's unlike undisputed that he's going to be like one of the best ever hurts me to say but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah no I've got to agree with you there Um, so my number four I've gone with Oliver Kahn arguably one of the greatest goalies ever Uh, just scary good and just really intimidating for strikers if I was a striker I would not be wanting to come up against this guy just complete uh, maniac really really played on aggression and and fear and stuff but yeah he, mm. he just made himself such a presence that strikers just shrunk uh, when, when they came up against him absolutely um, he's actually my number three um, okay so I guess it's close enough in the in the list that we can that I can talk about it as well but uh, I completely agree with you um like people talk about like the modern goalkeeper and how much it's changed but when you look at some of the stuff that like you said how imposing Khan was like I remember the 2002 World Cup like if he had if that Germany team had faced any other team other than Brazil they would have walked it and Khan would have gone a whole World Cup without conceding a goal like think about how crazy that is um he he was just an incredible goalkeeper, absolutely incredible. I think when he won the Champions League as well, he saved he saved all three or three out of the four penalties, something like that. So he did turn up in the big moments. And that World Cup, you're talking about the O2 one, despite yeah. Ronaldo's brilliance, he got the golden ball at that one. So he got he got voted the best player, and 
yeah, he's come close on a couple of occasions to winning that Ballon d'Or. I think he's made mm. the podium a couple of times. So, yeah, he's really good. I think it's it's tough for me between Buffon and Khan. Um, mm. But I think of the goalkeepers that have gone by, they, they're probably the top two. I don't know what to do with Neuer yet because he's still playing. Um, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, with with Neuer, it's kind of um, you're talking about a guy who's kind of revolutionised the role a little bit. Um, yeah. Because when I said modern goalkeepers, Neuer is the first one that came to mind. Um, mm. Kind of like taking on what Khan started at Germany, kind of thing. Uh, but I think Khan is definitely that absolute legend. Um, Absolutely imposing character, like, like you said, uh, strikers feared him. But also, when think about it, if you're a defender in a, a team that's got Oliver Kahn, you're just gonna feel so much reassurance. Like looking back, and you just see Kahn. Yeah, I think absolutely deserve it to be on any like top five list, in my opinion. Yeah. So my number three, you mentioned sort of Neuer revolutionising. His position and and being the you know the modern keeper, it might be a little bit of a stretch to say my number three revolutionised his position, but it's Ronald Koeman. I think he'd definitely be suited to this era. Very very good on the ball for a centre back slash sweeper, really, and I, I think that's a little bit of that that Dutch upbringing uh, where. Mm. You know, they play a certain way coming through Ajax as well. But yeah, I mean, this guy's record for a defender, goal scoring, is just mental. Um, love the free kick. Sometimes on pens as well, but yeah, he'd get, he'd get his fair share from, from open play too. And he probably scored the most important goal in Barcelona's history when they won their first uh, Champions League back when it was the European Cup, really, because... They were a big team before that, but they'd never really done that much in Europe. And he's, yeah, he kind of helped take them to that, to the next level, really. And he won, he won the Euros with Holland as well. So that's, that's the only tournament that, that Holland have won, despite having some great sides throughout the years. Mm. And yeah, I just think because of how good on the ball he was and, Fairly versatile player as well, played in some big sides. Um, yeah, he he deserved a mention. Unfortunately, he's probably going to get remembered a bit more now for his management, maybe mm. than his his <laughs> playing. But as as a player, he was some player. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I probably. I don't know. I saw somewhere that he's either second or third for most goals from a defender. Um, I, I saw somewhere like he's like you said he's got an unreal like record from scoring. Um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, it might even be second. Yeah, and I think one yeah. year in the Champions League, I think he he was the top scorer in in the Champions League for one season. Nice. Like imagine a defender now being. <laughs> top scorer in the Champions League season. That's that's yeah. just mental, really. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, remember he... where I saw the stat uh, um, because uh, they were trying to compare Sergio Ramos's records to other defenders, 
And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. And Kuman is, like, way up there, like, way, way up there. Yeah. But, yeah, I just wish, like, I was old enough to have, like, watched more games of his um, than just highlights. And, um, like, I'm a, like, I love, especially when I was younger, I used to, like, like, you know when it's, like, a World Cup or Euros and they start showing, like old clips and they start showing like different tournaments and stuff i love watching those yeah and then like you get to see like the different players and um i just love watching that kind of stuff and then you see players like like kuman is one of them um i just wish that i was able to have like actually been able to watch and appreciate um more more of his games and, and that kind of stuff than just highlights yeah yeah, there was. I went to the Barcelona Museum, uh, and that's that's probably the best like stadium tour I've been on actually, Camp Nou. Um, but yeah, there's there's quite a bit in there about that team that Kuma was in the '92 team. I think they're called the Dream Team. So they had like Pep in there, Stoichkov, stuff like that. But yeah, it it, it kind of brought to life to me like how good some of them players were. Like Romario and stuff like that as well, um, but yeah, he'll. I think in Holland he'll always be. He'll always be down in the history books as as one of their best defenders. And rightly so. Imagine uh, Van Van Dijk and Koeman. Oh, that would be scary. <laughs> yeah. Um. So should I go on to my number two then? Number two. Yeah. Okay. So. I've gone for um, someone who I felt like couldn't not be on the, on my list at least because um, not so much revolutionising a role, but when you think about this role that the player this player plays in, you can't think of many with better attributes than him. And I'm talking about yeah. Golo Kante. Um, mm who, you know, like, when he joined Leicester, Ranieri was playing him out on the on the left wing. And when he, when he, like, three or four games in, when there was an injury to, I can't remember who, and he puts Kante in the middle, Kante just came to life. His ability to just be in the right place at the right time, steal the ball, set up play, he's strong, he's got a good centre of, um, gravity, his balance is unreal. Like he's quick. There's not a lot that this guy can't do, and he scored at the um, last weekend against uh, Leicester, his former club. And he's just unbelievable. He's won the World Cup. He's won the Premier League with Leicester, with Chelsea. Um, I don't know. It's, he's just for me. Like when you say like defensive midfielder, I don't think. There are many, like, people used to talk a lot about Makaleli, but the stuff Kante can do is just, I don't know. I don't know what you think, but I hate that he plays for Chelsea, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think Kante is, like, really, really making a case to be above Makaleli for sure. Like, mm. I think by the time he retires, I don't think there's going to be much of a debate, to be fair. Like, he's... Yeah, he's won it all, and he's so good in the big games as well. Like for Chelsea in the Champions League, like he was man of the match in a final in both semis. 
think in the quarters as well, he just, yeah, he's just everywhere, isn't he? Like, I would have loved to have him at Arsenal, but we went with Granit Xhaka instead. <laughs> Don't remind me. That is the that's the sore point. That's the one guy that I think. Oh, he, he's such um, he's so perfect for the Premier League as well. Like his mm. style and stuff. Although I still think he could do it in in any other league too. But yeah, just I don't know. I don't know if there's a better ball winner like in in history. The, mm. What he does and. To do it at Leicester and then Chelsea and France just proves that you can do it with with different players, different styles. And he's got better over the years, hasn't he, as well, on the ball. Absolutely. Like, um, which, when I think it was Lampard, when Lampard was in charge at Chelsea, like, I don't, it didn't make sense to me how Kante was not getting into that team. And then he was playing Kante further forward. I was like, you are absolutely insane if you're not playing Kante. Um, like, you see, like, Tuchel loves him. Like, um, he just fits in that Chelsea system so well, where Jorginho sits mm. and Kante just robs the ball. Uh, he's, he's, and he's so diminutive as well. Like, we used to, I, well, when we were growing up, people used to say, like, oh, you know, footballers, they can't be short or whatever. And then, obviously, you've got, like, yeah. loads of different players who are short. But Kante playing in the middle and being short, and just being a ball winner and ugh, love that guy, man. He's he's phenomenal. Yeah, you can't you can't hate Kante. Like I, I, I refuse to believe there is someone out there that hates him. It's, it's <laughs> not possible, I don't think. Um, but yeah, he's he's gonna go down as as one of the best ever. Like just incredible player. Absolutely. Yeah. So my number two who I think when Kante was sort of first coming into the Prem would probably be looking up to and, and trying to envy their career. It's Roy Keane. Mm. Uh he's he's a bit marmite, I think it's fair to say, but I yeah, I love him. I think he's a great, great captain and leader, but he's also very underrated at what he could do, like on the ball as well, because I think it's quite common that people go to his tacking or more more often than not his fouling and his, his like hard men <laughs> stuff but yeah I mean actually he, he could play a bit otherwise he wouldn't be in that United side mm. and maybe it's a little bit to do with his age compared to like Lampard Gerrard and stuff but he used to dominate them when they were coming up the only one that did that he didn't dominate was Vieira who I've got as, as the best box to box uh, in in the prem, but I think Roy Keane's not not a million miles off him. Um, I, yeah, what what he won for United, and when you kind of listen to him and and you hear other players talking about him, I think that's that's the big thing for me. Like he's the one that set the standard in that United dressing room. I know Fergie was obviously a big part of that as well with him as a manager, but just the way. I think he was able to elevate other players to be the best that they would be as well. M- means he's such an important part of the team too. So yeah, for me, he's he's right up there for the, the best Premier League players and captains. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of the best captains ever too. I agree. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Keane just missed my list. Um, I was really torn between him. To be fair, the him, Kane and Cruz were like really close in my list, but um, I opted for the other two. But like, I absolutely agree. Roy Keane, um, and I think he says it, you know, when he when he talks on Sky Sports and stuff, and he says that he was just blessed to play with like so many good players. But he, I completely agree with you. Like the stuff that he did for for that United team, like is stuff that you know some people might not even see. Even just the mind game stuff in the tunnel when like mm. he, he's fighting with Vieira. Like many people think, like oh, you know, that's just Roy Keane stuff but there's some psychological stuff to that because like you're unsettling the opponents and all this kind of stuff and then obviously in that game they ended up winning 4-2 um so it's just like all of the all of that stuff like being a proper captain a proper leader um is stuff that you know I wish that we had at Arsenal um today you know someone who who stands up and is is counted on and who who you can really look to um, and he was just absolutely fantastic uh, footballer as well. Um, and I think you're completely right. I think he's underrated in his abilities, and some of the stuff that he's famous for, or infamous for, is sadly going to speak louder than what he was actually good at. He's entertaining, though, on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Especially when Man United lost the game. Yeah. So my number one, I mean, it's no surprise now because I've, I've named all of them, is uh, Kaká. So I don't know if it's a bit of bias because I'm Brazilian, but for me, um, I mean, we've talked about it, but some of the stuff that Kaká was just able to do, um, having a scare at nine years old that he might never be able to walk again to become one of the best players in history is just, I don't know, he, he is absolutely phenomenal for me. Um, and then like he obviously won the World Cup in 2002 but I think he was he was unlucky uh, I think Brazil had a lot of issues in the further World Cups but I think he, he could have if that if that 2002 team was a bit younger and they could progress to um, like the 2006 World Cup I think he would have won and starred in um, that 2006 World Cup like he would have been the star man and and Brazil would have would have won it again, but unfortunately he wasn't able to. But absolutely one of my favourite players of all time. Yeah, yeah, I think that in many ways that O six Brazil team was as good as the O two one. It's just I don't know. Yeah, as you said, some of the players were getting a bit a bit older, but also the the quality of the other teams in O six was mad as well. Like that was. That's probably the biggest quality of teams. Like people talk about England in '06, but there were so many teams that were better than England at that World Cup. Mm. And Brazil was definitely. I think one for me, is, <laughs> I think for me, what 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 saddens me is that um, from what I've like seen and like read and stuff is that a lot of the Brazil team turned up thinking that they had already won it. Um, so mm. a lot of the nights they would go out partying, and like that's why when you when you see that France game, it just annoys me because it's like a lot of them didn't turn up in that game. Um, it was a tight game, but I feel like 
we should have won that game had everyone prepared differently. I don't know. So it's just a bit like, again, it might be a little bit biased, but um, when I read reports of them going out partying and not training properly and all that kind of stuff, and like hearing reports that um, like younger players would go up to Kaka like, let's go out, blah, blah, blah. And Kaka's like, no, we have a game in a few days. And he would go to the hotel and whilst other players go and, and party. And it's just like, it's just super frustrating, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to try and link my number one to Brazil in a, in okay. a way. Uh, <laughs> okay. my, my number one's Raymond Copper, who is a French player. He arguably the played for greatest club side of all time in, in Real Madrid in the 50s, who won five straight European Cups. And yeah, I absolutely love, love uh, that side. And I was a bit obsessed with it when I was... When I was younger, particularly Puskas and and Di Stefano, but Copper was kind of the third, the third of of that trio. Uh, he's yeah, really good forward player. There is clips of of him on YouTube and stuff, and he's yeah, pretty ahead of his time for for kind of what he could do on the ball and stuff. But also part of before the nineties, the best ever French side. Um, I think they were quite fancy going into that nineteen fifty eight World Cup, which Brazil did win. Brazil <laughs> did beat France and Copper in that. Uh, a player called Pele uh, got a hat trick in that game. You may have. I wonder whatever happened to him. He turned out all right, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Copper was. Yeah, he was sort of a hybrid of like a winger and a a ten. They, they obviously played a little bit different um, formations back. Then, but no doubt, as one of the best players of his time, like he could, he could do it in this era. He did win a Ballon d'Or as well in in 1958. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent convinced he should have won it that year, but it, it probably was partly down to to what he did in that World Cup. Um, and he the was runner the up one. the year after as well. Yeah, yeah, he got on the podium of two or three other times uh, with with his Real Madrid teammates um but yeah to just to be part of the greatest club side well or greatest european side in terms of like big trophies won and, and things like that and mm. one of the best european sides i think not not to win a world cup too and um, obviously they they did later on um but yeah at the time they they would have been one of the best European sides not not to win it. I think he's he's got to be right up there. We did a did a pod on the best French players of all time, and I think I had him down at four or five, and he he ended up getting bumped up to I think number three possibly uh, above above Henri on because the other yeah the other guys I think all had him at three as well. So yeah. I'm not sure he's he's better than Henri, but I think for the <laughs> the case, he he'd be my number one. Fair enough. That's um, a bit of a historical one there. Yeah, I didn't think that far back, uh, but yeah, I mean, winning three Champions League, you must have been, and playing in that Real Madrid team, you must have been quite a player. Yeah, and even now, like I mean, there's there's a, obviously Puskas is. 
well, Puskas slash Di Stefano being the most famous of, of those, and Puskas has got his own award, hasn't he, for the mm. the best goal. But they have recently brought out a Copper Award as well, which is a little bit like the Golden Boy Award, mm. in that it's for the best young player. But I think the Golden Boy is just for um, Europe, whereas okay, the, the, the it kind of incorporates other stuff as well, but t- to be fair, I don't, I don't think anyone outside of Europe's uh, been on the podium yet. I think Mbappe, Mbappe won it um, maybe last year or year before that. So yeah, he's he's kind of been honoured in that way. Fair enough. That that Real Madrid team though in the fifties was incredible. Yeah, so. with the amount of goals that were scored, like. Puskas got like there was one game where I think Puskas got four and Di Stefano got three in the final, something like that. Or they both got hat tricks in the final. So yeah, you can't you can't imagine it like that these days. But yeah, he won. His honours list is is a bit mad. Yeah, I wish we could do like um, like teams of the past versus teams of uh, of now. Like if there was a a way to actually like do that accurately, that would be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. I think I think Pele gets disrespected uh, more more than most because of that. Uh, they think about the Brazilian league now, but back then, Copa is probably an exception to this. But not many players tended to play outside their own country. So, if Brazil had the best national team back then, they would have also had one of the best uh, domestic yeah. leagues as well. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, you only have to look at my own podcast for the disrespect that my co-host gives him. But um, but yeah, it's good to get some acknowledgement. Yeah, yeah. I think you you've got to really acknowledge how good how good some of them players were back back in the fifties, sixties for Brazil, especially. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a good list. I enjoyed that. It was. This is probably one of the highest quality uh, load of players we've done, I think, so far. So, yeah, cheers for coming on, Junior. And just before you go, if you want to sort of plug your podcast and where we can find you. Yeah, uh, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure, like I said at the the start, just um, reminiscing and thinking back, as well as um, looking at, the players currently playing but yeah um the show that um that i'm on the podcast that i have is called we'll talk about that later you can find us on spotify uh apple Podcasts, or wherever and we're also on instagram and twitter that's wtatl official and we're also on tiktok um which is wtatl dot podcast uh yeah go go listen to us there and listen to this podcast as well the and and during Podmas, where uh, where I can't wait to listen to all the episodes. Nice one, and one one I particularly recommend uh, listening to is when you guys did the top ten Premier League footballers of all time. Well, I think you did. You you talked about quite a lot of players in that honourable mentions and stuff. But yeah, that that was a really good listen, uh, coming back to nostalgic times as well. 
I appreciate that. Uh, that was a really difficult episode because uh, we're, we're all quite different and have different opinions. Um, so to come to a consensus was, was mad. Yeah, that is that is the joys of of podcasting. But yeah, cheers, cheers for coming on, Junior. And uh, I'm sure we will speak soon. Have yeah, thank a you. Merry Christmas and a Merry Podmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheers. 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 Cheers.